0: if you see something, say something. That phrase, which was born about 20 years ago on the heels of 9-11, is something you have undoubtedly heard many times, especially while traveling through airports or train stations or when you've been in some large crowd at a concert or other big gathering, which could be a bigger target for potential terrorists. And while terrorism was the impetus for that phrase, the reality is that that phrase or some iteration of that phrase has spread far and wide. It's used in everyday language. It's used by many companies who encourage employees to call the compliance hotline or the whistleblower hotline if they see something that is potentially unethical or fraudulent. Or, of course, if they see something or hear about something that might be a threat to the health and well-being of employees, they are encouraged to take action, to report it. And again, that is something that applies in our everyday lives, right? In fact, just this past weekend on Sunday afternoon, after uh, some several hours of going to out to eat and going to a museum with my family and my wife, four young children, we get back to the car in a, in a parking lot, which was mostly empty. And as we were trying and struggling to get everybody buckled in and settled down and quieted down, we encouraged my wife to just take a step out of the minivan for a second and enjoy the quiet of uh, the outside world and the, the crispness of the Pittsburgh air, as we again got everybody buckled in and settled down and encouraged them to stop screaming for a couple moments. As all that happened, the one other person who was nearby in the parking lot, who had gotten into her car, was actually headed for the exit and decided to loop around, pass in front of my wife. And as she slowed down and stopped, she mouthed the words to my wife, "Are you okay?" And my wife immediately sensing that you know this this person thought that there was something wrong with my wife because she's standing outside the minivan, you know, maybe looking either uh, distressed or tired or <laughs> aggravated or like she had a headache or, or just that piece or whatever. You know, this lady thought that my wife was in trouble. And of course, my wife said, no, 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 thank you. I, I am okay. You know, it's so sweet or something uh, of that nature. And as my wife got in the car, you know, we obviously laughed about uh, the situation a little bit that, again, this, this woman thought my wife was in dire straits. And no, 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 it's actually just just my children that uh, drove me out of the car for for a couple seconds to, to take a breath of fresh air for, for a split moment before subjecting herself again to uh, the kids and the ride home. But as we laughed about it, of course, we appreciated what that lady did. She took the time, after seeing something that didn't seem right to her, to loop around and to check and make sure my wife was okay. And obviously, again, we had great uh, gratitude for what that woman did, and it was a great reminder for us of how important it is to say something, to do something, to take action when you see something that doesn't seem quite right. And so with that anecdote in mind, we're going to deviate a little bit on today's episode of the energy detox, and we're going to avoid the normal conversations about the energy industry and ESG and the energy transition and conscious leadership and all of the various fun and and, uh, sarcasm that often flows through the energy detox. And instead, we're going to build off this idea of saying something and taking action when you see something, particularly as it relates to human trafficking. And the reason that we're doing that today is not just because of uh, this weekend's anecdote with my wife and my family, but we're doing that today because today is also the feast of St. Joseph Bikita, who is the patron saint of human trafficking. And in conjunction with that feast day, it is also the International Day of Prayer for Victims of Human Trafficking. So we're going to take all these various things again as an excuse to do something a little bit different today, and that is to simply raise awareness of the problem that human trafficking is not just around the world, but also here in the United States, also wherever uh, neck of the woods you happen to be in. Now, again, globally, you might have some sense of human trafficking and and the modern day slavery that unfortunately exists, and the numbers are staggering when you look at it from a global standpoint. Right, twenty five million people are estimated to be in some uh, phase of human trafficking right now. Some estimates have modern-day slaves at 40 million people. And again, you can go online and you can estimate how many slaves are used to impact your life, to to drive your lifestyle. I took that uh, exercise here this morning and it revealed that 92 slaves are apparently supporting my family's lifestyle. Again, a staggering number. But while, again, it's easy to be desensitized and to know that some of these things go on in supply chains that ultimately flow to our our phones and our computers and, again, everything else in modern life, that desensitization can distract us from the fact that right here in America, human trafficking is real. It is a real problem. Right here in Pittsburgh, again, it's a real problem. Some of that is driven just by logistics and the fact that, again, we have highways running through our state. We have... Uh, Certainly, you know, no shortage of train lines and rivers and all kinds of things that are coming together here in Pittsburgh. But unfortunately, when things come together, so too do these victims of human trafficking. Another thing that fuels human trafficking here in western Pennsylvania, as well as other parts of the country, is the opioid, opioid epidemic. And the problems with that, when people get desperate and they're on drugs and you know they're they're promised x y or z and so they find themselves again in human trafficking whether that's from a labor standpoint or when it comes unfortunately to many women and children from a sex trafficking standpoint and regardless of what that trafficking looks like it is a problem so again today's episode is merely to raise your awareness of what that problem is and if you don't listen any further great take a moment right now to go ahead and google for whatever community you're in what resources are out there what people are out there trying to fight against human trafficking or what people are trying to help support victims who have escaped human trafficking but have not escaped all of the trauma that comes with it. So again, I encourage you today to not just take action when you sense that something might be off, but again, to take action to help support things, whether that's financially, whether it's simply through prayer today, whether it's through boosting awareness for friends and family that this is a very real problem. The other thing that you could do, and again, you can go on any number of, of, of websites. You can go on the National uh, Trafficking Hotline website and you can see a list of things that you can be on guard for. It only takes a couple minutes to just glance at the list and you can look at certain patterns that you might see, whether you, you know, see somebody at a at a gas station or a convenience store or on the side of the road or at a rest stop. And again, these might not be places that you frequent often, but when you are there and you do see something, do you have the means and the wherewithal and the confidence to take action? And again... That's what I'm encouraging today for you, if you see something, to say something. And before that, arm yourself with awareness of what some of those triggers might be. What some of the signs that somebody might be in trouble. Maybe it is a middle-aged woman who's standing outside of a minivan and you might not know what's going on inside the minivan that it's actually just filled with very loud children who are yelling and she just wants to escape. Maybe there is something dire going on and she actually has a moment to truly escape from a real situation. And that might be that one moment, that one split second to offer that person help, to say, are you okay? And if that woman gives you a subtle nod, no, I'm not okay. Yes, I do need help. In return, you now have the ability to jump into action to do something, to make a quick phone call, to alert the authorities, and to use your judgment to help out in the best way possible. So again, be aware, be conscious of these things so that you have the ability to help out in in the most effective way possible. And again, wrapping things up, you know, and in in honor of Saint Josephine Bakita, who again is the patron saint of human sex trafficking, Josephine was a child, grew up in Sudan, and at the age of, I think, eight or nine, maybe, she was kidnapped. So she had lived a a normal existence up until that point, and this was sometime around 1880, and she was kidnapped. She was sold into slavery. She was bought and sold several times, in fact, and ultimately she wound up in Italy where, long story short, she gained freedom. And once she became a free woman, she decided to become a nun, and she lived out the rest of her 45 years of existence as a Catholic nun and ultimately was canonized and uh, she is today again saint of human trafficking. And while again her story ends well the reality is that for many people who escape human trafficking. I mean that's that's obviously the goal is to to escape human trafficking but for many people who uh you know have have left the the those you know figurative chains if you will they are still dealing with trauma and continue to deal with trauma. So again, today, don't just pray for the victims of human trafficking. Don't just pray for an end to it. Don't just take action against it or whatever you wish to do, but also focus on those people who are helping to bring people back, back into the fold, back into society, back into uh, an opportunity to live a full, healthy, happy rest of their lives. And there are many organizations that are out They're doing that, right? And again, I'm not going to list them all out. Certainly, uh, you know, if you happen to be a part of the energy industry, you might be familiar with Red M, based in Houston. Here in Pittsburgh, you have the Pittsburgh Action Against Ray Parr. Uh, They do a lot of work. There's some other newer ones that are uh, popping up here in Pittsburgh. There's a new refuge, a new shelter that's going to be opening up in the spring. If you're looking to support, it's a Refuge for Women, I believe is the name of it. There's another one here close by to me called Living in Liberty. And again, wherever you are in the United States or around the world, a simple Google search can reveal plenty of opportunities to support the individuals who are supporting the people who have escaped human trafficking. And in addition to that, again, you can take the the poll that I did earlier today that revealed how many slaves were supporting my lifestyle. You can do things like that if for no other reason to be aware so that when you do have an opportunity to choose, you make the choice that lessens the impact of modern-day slavery, human trafficking on you, and so that you avoid unwittingly supporting human trafficking, unwittingly supporting slavery, unwittingly supporting things that I would imagine are at odds with what your values are and what your goals are. And so with that, again, do your own research. Take a minute um, hopefully by now you've stopped listening to me. And again, you've, you've gone and, and searched and verified that, yeah, there's no shortage of support systems and organizations and individuals who are out there trying to make a difference. And again, you might not have the means financially to make a difference. You might not feel like you have the time, but we all have the ability to, when you see something, when you feel like something is off, to say something, to take action to point people in a direction, to invite them away from that situation and move them to a safe place like a shelter, like a refuge where they can go. Because for all of the talk that's out there of of fighting human trafficking, whether again, that's from a labor standpoint, whether it's from a sex standpoint, the reality is that the number of resources that are out there pale in comparison to the number of people that are impacted by this around the world and here in the United States. So do what you can do as small as it might be To make an impact. And so with that, again, I I appreciate you tuning into this um, different version of the energy detox today. But again, a far more uh, important message today about being aware of the things that truly impact individuals and that aren't just talking points. They're not just line items in an 80-page ESG report or sustainability report that companies point out. They really point to the fact that whether you're talking about supply chains that fuel many companies, whether you're talking about the sex trafficking that, again, may very well be in your backyard, these things are real. These things impact people. These things are happening now, not 30 years from now, not 50 years from now. They're happening now. And if you as an individual or as a corporation have the ability to take action, to do something and to not just say something, then I encourage you to do so. And with that, again, thank you. I hope you have a safe and enjoyable rest of the day, rest of the week, and take care.